Hey there, Bulldogs, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Tassel. This is your host, Carla Quintanilla. I am a marketing major at the sales class of 2021, and I am so delighted to be hosting this podcast with the purpose of reconnecting with our alumni and informing current students like you about the endless possibilities beyond college. Prepare to be inspired through the incredible stories of our alumni and learn valuable insights from their career journey. We are here to help you spark your career curiosity and encourage you to begin exploring your future possibilities. Now, without further ado, let's get started with this week's guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Tassel. And today, we I'm super excited just because we have so many things in common, and we have Troy Bauer. He is class of 2014, but one thing you need to know about Troy is that he also was the very first career ambassador. Um, You know, after now we're in 2021 and we have 18 career ambassadors working with us, all thanks to your idea and Kristen's. We've continued your legacy and, you know, we're ready to hear your story, Troy. How are you? I am so excited to finally be here. I mean, I've been following your podcast on Instagram and everything, and I'm just so excited to see how how much the Career Ambassador program has blossomed since I was a Career Ambassador. I mean, I remember back in the day when I was, we can get into that when we talk about that, but I just remember how much I loved being a part of the career. Back then it was the Career Services Department, now it's the Career Development Department, but I loved being a part of that. And I'm so glad that you know, there's 18 of you now and you guys are going strong and you're doing great things like this podcast. So it's really exciting. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's, it's honestly the best office in town, I think, um, you know, absolutely. Uh, it helps us in our future and it helps us build our skills. Um, but Troy, I want us to get started by you telling us where you are right now. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I currently live in Philadelphia. I'm a marketing producer for 6ABC in Philadelphia, which is the ABC, the local ABC news station here in Philly. It's also a part of the Walt Disney Company, so it's kind of umbrellaed within Disney and ABC. Um, and I love it. I've been working there ever since I graduated in 2014. Hard to believe it's been six years ago, seven years ago. Um, so, so yeah, but it's, it's been a great journey and I'm excited to talk to you about it. And I know we have a lot of things in common as far as the Disney aspect and, you know, career ambassadors. So we have a lot to tap into today. So I'm really excited. Yeah. And um, you did mention you were a film, you graduated in film. Yes. Yeah, so I was a, I guess that's an important part. Yeah. I was a TV film major at the sales when I was there. Um, and I was also an RA and a career ambassador. So I did a lot of different things at the sales. Yeah, involvement is good, and we'll get a little bit um, started on on that idea of experiential learning. So yeah. I remember when um, we spoke, you talked about how much you value that experiential learning part, that inter- internship experiences that prepared you to where you are now, to be where you are now. Um, can you talk a little bit more about you about that and um, how that kind of helped you land your career? Yeah, so I am a big, big, big fan of getting internships. And I know we talked about this in our last conversation, but I just think it's such an important part of your college career. And I, and sometimes it's something that's very overlooked in college. I think a lot of 
kids focus on getting good grades, getting a good GPA, which is a part of the equation. But I think the hands-on experience in the real world is what's really going to propel you into the next chapter after college. Um, when I was a student at DeSales, I had three internships during my career at DeSales. Um, and the first internship I had was my freshman year of college. Um, and I, I don't know if you want me to tell the story of how I got that now, or should I wait when we talk more about career masters, but it had a lot to do with the career services department, career development department um, at DeSales. Um, but I worked on the set of a feature length film. I was a production assistant. It was an unpaid internship. I wasn't eligible for any class credit. I did it fully just for the experience and it was very much worth it. Um, and we can kind of dive into that. There are some fun stories there. Um, I did another internship with 6ABC where I'm currently working now mm -hmm. and another, a third internship at the local PBS station in Bethlehem, PBS 39. And that was also a, that was for credit. And so it was the 6ABC internship that was for credit. Yeah. And, um, you know, I guess we can totally talk about that now. Like tell us, um, perhaps some of the highlights that you've had in those internships, kind of what set you apart from maybe the rest of the film um, majors at that time, like how you kind of geared your way towards now uh, that area of entertainment. I, so that's a great, great thing you bring up a bit, you know, connecting how, what I did to with other, in, uh, other students at the time in the film department. Um, and I know we talked about this again last time too, but there, when I was a student, I realized that there were a lot of kids that really put their focus on making student films, especially in the student in the, the TV film department. You know, their goal was I'm going to make as many student films as possible. Whereas I kind of took the opposite route where I'm going to like, where I was like, I'm going to get as much hands-on real world experience as possible, do yeah. as many internships as possible and see what happens. And I've noticed that I think that really had a payoff, especially for a lot of the other kids that did internships as well. Mm -hmm. You know, they came out of college with jobs, and, you know, they had a career plan laid out that they were ready to jump into right after college where those other students who didn't necessarily take those initiatives didn't really, they had a lot more trouble getting jobs. They had a harder time, you know, moving on to the next step after college. So I think, again, that's just one of the many reasons why internships are great. But um, yeah, some of the, some of the cool experiences I had, I told you I interned on the set of a feature length film uh, my freshman year and one thing that pops up into my head with that was the main character in the movie. He had, he got into a lot of trouble. He was a bad kid, got into a lot of trouble and he was told he needed to clean a bathroom at a community center. So naturally as the intern, I was the one that had to dirty that bathroom. So I was spray painting the walls, throwing toilet paper everywhere, everything you can imagine, even the dirtiest things you can imagine to make that bathroom disgusting looking. Yeah. Um, but then the worst part of it was I had to clean that bathroom after the shoot was over. So I'm like, I spent hours making this bathroom dirty and then hours cleaning a bathroom. And it's like, it was just such a nitty gritty thing. And it didn't really give me any experience with the film, but you see what goes into making a film and all of the pieces of it. And you, it's, it, I looked at it as like, you know what, I'm paying my dues, you know, I'm doing this paying my dues as a production assistant of a film. And this is what you got to do to get the next job, to get the next task. That's a little one step closer to where you want to be. So it was just that, that memory always sticks out in my head is that, and just also the long hours. It was, 
we would get call times at like 2 a.m. in the morning. If it was a yeah. night shoot and they needed to film a scene at night, we would have to be there at 2 a.m. in the middle of a city, randomly, somewhere in an alleyway, filming something. It was always so random and always so exhausting. And that on top of, you know, schoolwork, it was just a lot. But it was it was a fun time. I made some really great friends on that, uh, that shoot that I still have to this day. And... Um, great memories and great experiences. And they, those experiences also led to other experiences. As I kind of told you, um, that internship in particular, I got really close with the director of the film. And yeah. once the film was over, he was hiring me as a, an assistant for other jobs that he was doing. He, he yeah. would film the Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week in New York City. Um, so he brought me up one weekend. I traveled with him to New York and we set up at the runway shows and I'm like here at these like very lavish, you know, events that you see on TV, but you never picture yourself there. You know, here I am at these runway shows filming them um, yeah. with this guy I met through an internship at my college. So it's like crazy. And I mean, it was like one little connection like that led to other jobs. And I was getting paid money as a college student for these career, you know, for these little jobs that I was doing after the internship, even though I didn't get paid at the internship, it led to paid jobs afterwards. So it yeah. was, that was a super beneficial career, a, a super beneficial opportunity. And, um, and then obviously my internship at 6ABC where I'm currently working, um, you know, that led to my current job. You know, I yeah. met my boss and I, some really great advice that came out of that internship um, from, uh, a guy who I worked with there, he was a director. He, he said, you know, he likes interns who are moldable, who are adaptable. You know, yeah. I think a lot of times when you go into an internship, you try and prove yourself. You want to be like, I'm the best there is. You hired me. I want to prove myself because I want to get a job here, which is great. But the key to being a great intern is to be adaptable and be moldable, be open to everything. If they say, hey, we have this opportunity for you, you know, you say, yes, I would love this opportunity. Yeah. I love this experience. Or if they say, you know, do you know how to do this? Oh, yeah, don't come back at them and be like, yeah, I know how to do this. And I do this great. I'm the best there is at this. They yeah. want you to be moldable, adaptable. They want you to almost act like you don't know what you're doing and yeah. prove them wrong. And I, you know, I have a quote here that's, I think kind of goes with that is, you know, prove yourself through your work, not through your words, right? So mm -hmm. go into an internship opportunity and don't brag, don't pre pretend you're the best, especially if you have other interns, you know, I was with two other interns at the time. So we're always fighting for attention. We always wanted to be that star intern, the one that stood out. But the way you do that is not through bragging and saying you're the best. And, you know, the, the way to do that is proving how great you are through your work, you know, show them what you can do. Be quiet, show them what you can do, be moldable, be adaptable, be willing to do a lot. And, you know, that was some of the best advice I got out of that internship. And obviously I did, I tried to prove them, you know, prove my worth through my work and it paid off because after that internship, again, I was hired for part-time gigs where I was getting paid to do odd jobs at the station. And then eventually after college, I was able to get hired there and a few years later get hired full-time as a producer. So um, definitely paid off. And, and then the other internship at PBS um, in Bethlehem, that was great because I got experience at a public broadcasting station. And, um, and even that job led to paid gigs afterwards. Um, 
and they were even talking about offering a job after college as well. So I actually had two positions kind of lined up before I even graduated, which was awesome. And ultimately I picked the role that I was going into now, that I'm in now, but um, yeah. So again, invaluable experience. And every internship that I had led to the next internship because Mm -hmm. the more internships you have under your belt, the more marketable you are as a candidate. They're going to say, wow, this kid has had two internships already. So he knows what, he knows the drill. He knows what he's doing. He knows you know, how these things work and he has experience in a professional setting. And that's what a lot of people look for. And I think um, I just wanted to add, because I love a lot of what I'm hearing. And I think um, it's something to bring up for any um, film major that is listening to this podcast is the value between having gigs or building your portfolio with other organizations and other professionals versus building your portfolio within within the school with other students. Because like you've said, everything in the professional world, you're already immersed. So it leads to more marketability for you. Um, whereas it seems, and I think we all know this in a way, right? Um, every student um, uh, project, people are not necessarily going to be familiar with how how the process went because it's a school project, a school film. And I don't mean to discredit it at all. I think you, you have to learn those skills in the academic world regardless, but there is a lot more value, it seems like, when it comes to getting a job in the in the industry. Am I wrong? I, and you- I and I I completely know what you're saying. And and I and I don't want to give the false the wrong impression here either. Student films are great. I did plenty of student films when I was a, a film major as well. I worked on a lot of student films. The thing is, the student film itself is not what's going to necessarily get you the job after college. It's the connections. And yeah. you know, you could be the best student filmmaker out there, but if you don't have any connections, it's going to be really difficult to get another job or get funding for a film if you want to do another independent film after college. You yeah. really, really need those connections. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I know there are some students who I graduated college with who really focused on student films. And now they're really, they're still years later are struggling to get jobs. And, you know, all it takes is one good connection that can give you another connection or give you an opportunity that leads to networking and leads to other connections. And that's all you need. So student films are great. I highly recommend you, you know, work on those personal projects because that's really going to allow you the opportunity to make mistakes, right? That's the whole point of a student film is like, you're doing this for fun as an experiment to make mistakes. Yeah. Because once you get into the real world, you're not going to be able to make as many mistakes. So definitely make those student films, make mistakes, but also really, really, you know, focus on getting those professional opportunities and those making those connections. It's kind of a one-two punch. You need both to, to make it happen. And you can't, you can't just focus on the one and not the other. Yeah. And I think it's really, really important. And trust me, I, I, I made student films in college, but none of those student films landed me my jobs and none of those student films necessarily got me my internships either. So it's really, really critical that you focus on connections too. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not too familiar with how the film program is right now, but I'm sure there is um, work opportunities that are available for film majors in that 
in the department versus what we have going on at the Career Development Center. But if anyone's listening, um, we do have alumni that are willing to help like you that have been uh, in, in, the, in your shoes and have had other career experiences. So I, I'm just endorsing the Career Development Center. If you want to stop by and ask, we yeah. connect you with past alumni that graduated from film. Um, so, like, and I think that's a good segue here too, because I, you know, I, I'm such a big, as I said, a big fan of internships and a big fan of the Career Development Center, um, because that's what got me my first internship. I'll never forget first day freshman year. I met Kristen, and you know, we just hit it off. I just started talking to her. I had no idea what the Career Development Center was. It's not something they teach you about in high school. They don't ever say, go to the career development center. You don't think about it. You're thinking about your classes. You're thinking about extracurriculars. You're thinking about all the fun you're going to have on the weekends, but you never think about the career development center. It's not something that they, you know, and maybe that's changed. I know freshman orientation, they, I think they talk about it now, but for me, I, it was Kristen's first year at the sales. And I, I believe it was her first year. It was either her first year or her second year. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we were kind of both meeting each other for the first time. And she just told me about what it was. She said, this is, you know, this is an important resource. You know, this is somewhere you, you're doing the right thing by being here today, first day freshman year. And I think she had, you know, how they do the big career development day where they give away t-shirts and everything. I think it was one of those days where, I, and that's how I made the connection, but she brought me to the center. We talked for a while and I told her what I was interested in told her I was passionate about television. I was passionate about film. And she's like, thank you for telling me this. This is all great information. And within a week, she's like, hey, you'll never believe this, but there's this film that's going to be shot 20 minutes away from here. And they're looking for intern production assistance. And she's like, you know, you're not a senior or a junior, but try applying anyway as a freshman, see if they'll allow you to work on this film for, for free and get experience. And I was like, great. She set up an interview with me and the producer of the film and the director of the film. And that day they hired me and I was working on a film set my freshman year, you know, and what were the other freshmen doing in my class? They weren't doing that, you know, and like it, they were probably just picking up a camera, many of them just picking up a camera for the first time. Yeah. And here I am like on the set of a feature length film getting experience. So it's like that connection alone with Kristen was amazing. And I, I think every student, regardless of your major, you need to go into the, the career development center sometime in your freshman year and just yeah. talk to Kristen, talk to the career ambassadors. You know, you guys also are the most friendliest people on campus. Like, I mean, they're literally the friendliest, you know, center on campus that you could ever imagine. And Kristen, Kathy, you know, Mel, everybody, it's just such a great, great place to be. And, you know, I kind of look at it this way. Uh, your career is a lifelong journey, right? You're going to spend your whole career, your whole life, sorry, you're going to spend your whole life focusing on your career, building your career, taking different paths in your career. So would you just plan for that lifelong journey in one day? No, the planning for that journey is going to take some time. So you need to give yourself some time to plan that career, right? So that's what your college days are for. That's what those four years of college are for, is for planning that career. You know, planning your career is also a journey just as much as your career is a journey, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of students make the mistake of 
going, well, you know what? I'm a senior now and I'm graduating in two weeks and I don't have a job. So I'm going to go to the career development center and see what they can do for me. And you're going to walk in there and they're going to say, why did you wait so long? <laughs> why did you wait yeah. so long to be here? And I'm sure you know this. I'm sure you've yeah. talked to seniors, you know, about this very thing. And you're going to say, and the career ambassadors are going to say, well, do you have a resume? And they're going to say, no. And they're going to say, okay, well, do you have any experience? And they're going to say, no. And then you're going to say, okay, did you do any internships? No. Okay. Again, why did you wait so long? <laughs> and, and I think that's like, help you. and that, and it's, it's in that, at that part point, it's so difficult to get any help because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I remember we had a, a girl when I was a career ambassador and she was so great and she would come in every time I was on schedule and <laughs> her name was Heidi. She was fantastic. She was just, she was brilliant. She was a smart girl really, really, really cared about her career. And like I said, she would come in every time I was scheduled and we would go over her resume. We would look for job opportunities. And I must've spent weeks with her, you know, helping her plan her career. And then the great part about it was I graduated. She herself became a career ambassador. And now I believe she's doing job coaching and helping others find jobs and wow. writing articles for Forbes. And she's doing great things. And it's, it's very cool how like, you know, she really put that emphasis on her career planning, you know, on top of all of her classes and everything else she had to do. And it was a payoff for her. It was a big payoff for her. Yeah. And it was great. And she, we formed a relationship. So if there were opportunities that came into the career development center that were perfect for her, I, I would have somebody in mind to be like, Hey, you know, we have this opportunity. And that's the other thing. And you know, this too, when recruiters and employers are looking for college seniors who could be potential candidates for jobs, they're not going to the heads of the departments necessarily and asking for students. They're going to the career development center and saying, Hey, I have this opportunity. So all of these opportunities are sitting at the career development center waiting to be tapped. You just have to get in there and tap them, you know, make that connection and make the connections with the employers. So it's a huge resource and I cannot you know, and I'm pretty sure that everybody that's listening to this podcast already knows this and they don't need to hear this, but <laughs> for those tuning in for the first time, please, if you have not gone, go. Yeah, it's a valuable thing. And, um, you know, especially if you are a senior, um, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm job seeking now. I'm graduating in December. And even, even though I'm a career ambassador, I'm still learning new ways to hack the job market, meaning, you know, finding new ways where recruit, what recruiters are looking at, um, you know, the connections. I, I see a posting. I look up if there is an alumni from that organization. I ask Mel, I ask Kristen, do they have any relationship? And that's how you start getting connected. That's how I got connected to you. And I was just going to say, that's how we connected. <laughs> and I, and I, I, you know, I was very impressed with, you know, you reached out to me on LinkedIn and I was very impressed you made the connection that we were career ambassadors. Um, you made the connection with working for Disney. I mean, there were a lot of connections that we had and, you know, I could just tell in meeting you on LinkedIn, how ambitious you were. And again, you took that extra step. You, you went above and beyond what you were expected to get that job. I think there's this, you know, misconception that 
you're going to graduate college and a job is going to be handed to you, or you're going to graduate college and you're just going to simply put out an application and get a call back and get a job and it's going to be easy. And it's not at all like that, especially now. I mean, hundreds of people could be applying for one job. And if you don't know how to write the perfect resume, how to write a great cover letter, how to stand out, how to make connections, it's not going to lead you anywhere. You're just going to be another name on a pile of names. And that's, that's not what you want. You need to make those connections. And, and yeah, you made the connection with me and we're, we're talking on the side about, you know, opportunities. And I think that that's great. And now that I know you and I have a connection, unfortunately, I don't have hiring power in my job, but if I did, <laughs> you would be a great candidate. And I, I know that, you know, and I, and now if there is an opportunity, I would be, you would be the first person I'd share it with. So we have that connection. So it's great. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I, we can't say enough, but if you are listening and you are looking, you know, you're graduating, please get connected. We have so many people you can connect with. Um, we're just in dueling, you know, come over. Yeah. Um, it's and fun. Can- There's candy, right? Is it's there still fun. candy? There's always candy. We have workshops. We have all these things to provide. And sometimes I'm like, um, we, we have a workshop and I wish I could see more people, but you know, everyone has different schedules and we're always trying to, you know, be involved and engaged with the students. Um, I have to say though, it's, it's, it's really funny because I was just at a wedding, um, two weekends ago, a formal wedding and, um, we're sitting at the table and the person next to me was like, I don't, I don't know like which drink is mine. I don't know which, which cup is mine. And I'm like, bread drink and they're like they're like what and I was like bread drink and I, you guys are listening to this and you don't know what I'm doing but I'm making hand gestures because at the etiquette dinner for uh the you know the career development center does an etiquette dinner every year Kristen teaches you how to tell which side is your drink side and which side is your bread side and it's by holding up a d with your left hand and a or sorry a b with your left hand and a d with your right hand yeah and you know, I never forgot that. And I always remember that. And it's just like, and they're like, how do you know that? And I'm like, you know, that I just know it. I, I'm, I impress them. I'm like, I'm just very formal. I have a lot of etiquette, you know, <laughs> or, you know, and they're like, well, which fork do you, you know, you work from the outside in, you just yeah. know, you just know it's, it's ingrained in you. And she exactly. does. So again, if you haven't, if you've never attended an etiquette dinner, that's also an awesome event that's- to attend. It's one of my favorite things to do. You get to eat and learn. (laughs) It was also cool, you know, going to the etiquette dinner for years as a student and then coming back as a professional and being the head of the table and, you know, experiencing other students have their first etiquette dinner. And it's just, it's a great, it's a great opportunity. And again, an opportunity to connect, an opportunity to network because, they invite a lot of professionals there yeah. and you're going to meet people. Also, also, I don't know if, does the sales still do senior success series? Is that something that still happens there? Yeah. Um, it's, I believe there's another name. It just changed a different name. It's, I know it's oh. MVP, um, but yeah, so we still have that. I was not a part of it, but I know um, because I had a, a weird, dif- a different like graduation schedule, but it's happening. And I know that's also a great way to build community and to showcase, you know, your learning experiences. Any of those to sales alumni events are a great opportunity. You know, I, I know with the senior success series, whatever it may be called now, they would have networking events and bring back former alumni 
And I mean, I know people that made connections there and got jobs. So it's, it's really, really important. And, and the other up, you know, back to internships and I was saying, making mistakes, internships are also an opportunity for you to make mistakes. And that's something that you, you kind of want to get out of the way early. So they're more lenient with interns making mistakes than they are if you're hired as a professional in a job. And I know my boss especially said he's not necessarily hiring, you know, the, the best candidate to, you know, who can do the best work. He's, he's hiring a personality as well. He wants to hire somebody that's a team player that's going to work well with the team. And how will he know that unless he hasn't had experience working with that person. So he knew what it was like to work with me being an intern. So that also gave me a leg up in the interview process for when I did get my job, because, you know, all of the other candidates that he was applying didn't necessarily know me or didn't necessarily know him and he didn't necessarily know them. So he, you know, they may have been great professionally. They may have had a great portfolio, but how does he know what they're going to be like in the work setting? You know, and it, again, it's, it's, a, there's many layers to getting a job and the experience is part of it, but also, you know, your work ethic, your personality, how you are work, how you work in a group, it, it all comes into play. And an internship is a great opportunity to show an employer how you fit into their business. Absolutely. And, um, and, and like you said, um, I'm sure most organizations don't want to take their bets on somebody else if they already know a good fit. Because Exactly. Them. That's also another value of internships. Um, you build that relationship already. So when it comes to uh, recruiting, it's easier, more effective, more less time consuming and money consuming to just hire the person they already know. And we talk about that in organizational behavior. And it's just so true. I mean, that's just the reality of the behavior. And the reality of my department is that most of the people who work in my department were interns in the department, yes. you know, like, you know, my supervisor, you know, he's been working with the company like 20 years now, but he was an intern in the department, you know, and the woman who hired me, she's no longer there. She was an intern, yeah. you know, and the other girl who's a, a producer with me, an intern. And, yeah. you know, that says a lot, doesn't it? You know, because I think there may be only one or two people who were hired that weren't interns. And that's crazy, right? You know, yeah. to think about that. And easy. And, and, and again, like um, one of the girls in my department, she was an intern. She didn't get a job at the station right away after college, mm-hmm. but she was able to, she went to long story short in, in television and film, you kind of have to bounce around a lot. You, you have to start out in a smaller market before you can go to a bigger market. And Philadelphia is market number four in the grand scheme. I think there's like 250 television markets and yeah. Philadelphia is number four. So it's a top 10 market. Yeah. So usually if you're going to work in Philadelphia or New York or any of the big markets, you start out in a smaller market and work your way up. Um, luckily, I was lucky. I didn't kind of go through that process. I kind of jumped right in. Yeah. But she went to another market in Arizona and then a job opened up at the station here. And my boss was like, I know exactly who I want to hire. Had her in mind, called her up and said, hey, we have a job opening. And it brought her back to yeah. market four. So again, the connections are huge. They're so important. Yeah. So important. Yeah. I I hope that, um, I mean, we hear it. I, I feel like I hear that 
every single episode and I'm so happy and I see it in myself like in the the art of connection is another topic of like how do you present yourself how do you build a healthy relationship with your bosses your your friends and stuff so that you're it's a two-way street right like you're better yeah. you, but you're also giving back to the community uh, at the sales you have your community you give back by sharing time with uh students and and you know sharing your knowledge and all that stuff so we can go on and on on that um and but one last thing that i wanted to ask you and um and that is about um, perks of staying in the organization for a while. You've been with Six, six ABC for a while now. I can you remind me how long you've been with Six ABC? It's very complicated. So I interned there in 2012, and yeah. then I kind of was hired on and off throughout college. So I was an intern there uh, summer junior year, and then I was hired in the winter and the summer of the following year, and then I graduated and was have been working there since 2014. So like seven years like consistently. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting because I see a lot of, I've kind of seen the tide of careers change. So over the, you know, in the past, I'd always say staying with a company for a really long time was a good thing. It, it, it showed loyalty, um, you know, and it, and a lot of employers saw people who bounced from company to company as unstable, not somebody that would work for the company for a long time. They're just kind of there to get experience and then leave. So they always kind of saw those employees as volatile. I think that's changed a bit in that a lot, I think it's now more acceptable to be in a job for two to three years, move to another job, get experience. Cause now I think employers see that as marketable. Like, oh, this person has three years experience here. They're more diverse. They have more, a diverse range of experience as opposed to getting experience in one, one business and one business alone. I've kind of had the opposite experience in that. And maybe it's because I work under the Disney umbrella. So I'm kind of exposed to a lot more different assets, you know, facets of the company, like Hulu and ABC News and, you know, different assets of Disney that other people don't have, um, they don't touch as much in other kind of jobs. Um, But I think that being in a company for a while gives you a certain autonomy, right? So I, I've i really, really grown and perfected my skills in my job in these last seven years that now doing my jobs are easy, doing my job is a lot easier for me. So I have more time to focus on developing my, my skills. And now I can really focus on new skills, learning new skills to advance my career within the company. Yeah. Um, so I see it both ways. I, I, I think there is an argument for, you know, staying with a company for a few years, going to a new company, getting experience. Because I think in that setting, you're working with different people. You learn how to work with different teams and different under different company um, cultures, right? Um, but again, I also think staying with a company gives you that autonomy in your job to learn new skills. And, you know, I know somebody who I always looked up, up to as a mentor who, yeah. you know, I kind of looked at his career trajectory and always said, this is what I want. I want this career trajectory. You know, he kind of went from working, um, he was in the same position that I was at my company. And then he left the company, got a job with HBO. Then he got a job with Google and now he's working for Netflix. And he, I just looked at his life and I'm like, wow, this guy's making moves. He's really moving up. He's doing great things. He seems successful. He seems happy. And I had a conversation with him 
you know, years later. And I was just like, I need to like pick your brain. I want to know all about your career, how you got to this point. It just looks like you are so successful and you're thriving. And he's like, well, I have to say that like I made this many career moves because I wasn't happy in all those roles I had. He's like, they may look great on the surface, but they weren't what I wanted. They weren't what they panned out to be. And he's like, finally, I've landed a job that I'm happy with and I'm really content at. But he's like, yeah, it looks great and glamorous on the outside, but you're not really seeing the inner workings. And that's the, the grass is always greener mentality, you know, yeah. like, and I often kind of struggle with that myself where I, I see my friends moving on to other jobs and other opportunities. And I'm like, should I be doing that? Should I be applying for other jobs? Should I be trying to make career moves right now? You know, I always looked at New York as like the go-to place. Like, should I live in New York? Should I, once you make it to New York, you made it, you know? Yeah. And and I think as I've gotten older, I realized, you know, that it's never always what it is, you know, pans out to be, right? Like it's never what you think it's going to be. And I know so many people that have gone to New York and they're not happy. And, yeah. and then at the end of the day, I look at my job and I say, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing and I'm great at what I'm doing. And I have autonomy in my job and that's amazing. And that's really what you want in a job. You know, you want to end your day thinking I did a great job today. I did some awesome work. I'm really proud of what I did. I'm really proud of my, my work and my job. And, 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 and be in an area that you love. I love living in the city. So again, I think that that's a benefit of kind of staying within a job and, and don't be too quick to leave a job, you know, for another opportunity, just because you feel like you have to, if you love your job and you love what you're doing and you're happy with your pay, you're happy, you're, you're satisfied in your life, then there's no reason you need to find another job just to find another job, you know? Right. So yeah. that's my argument for staying with a job. You know, yeah. but again, if you're miserable in your job, you don't like what you're doing, you want a career change, you want to do something else, then by all means, tidy up that resume and, yeah. you know, and start looking for a new job. So yeah. I, I think, again, there's arguments for both sides, but Absolutely. I think it's always good to hear another argument because I'm so used to hearing the, well, you've been at this company for how long? What, what's your next move? And it's like, does yeah. there need to be a next move? You know, exactly. does there need to be a next move? This is a, a, a more mature topic, I feel like, than, than people that are seeking entry level. But like, it, it, it's going to come the time where you will feel the pressure to move around because that's just kind of our generation, how it's been. They say like, you'll have two or three different roles before you're 30. And, but, you know, don't, but if you are in a, in a place where you're satisfied and, um, and everything around you seems like you're happy, then what, there is no need. Um, don't feel pressured to do so. Um, yeah. Right. And that, and that's exactly it. There's no, you know, there's no reason you need to change a job. Like just because you've been in a job for a couple of years, there's no reason to feel that you need to change your job unless you feel like you're not getting satisfaction in it, unless you feel like you're not being challenged enough and you want a new challenge. Yeah. You know, I think I'm lucky in my job that I said, I've had, I have a lot more autonomy. So I'm, I'm able to challenge myself. I'm given the freedom to take on new projects and things that I might not normally do or that are out of my job description and try them out. And I feel like a lot of jobs, you don't necessarily get that. So yeah. I, I am able to challenge myself a bit more in my job. Yeah. I think if I wasn't, I, that might be a topic for, for leaving my job, you know, but I, it's all about that balance and, um, 
you know, you're going to feel that pressure. And, and that's yeah. something that you're going to feel when you're, you're graduating. And I, you know, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm 30 years old now. And all of my friends have switched jobs, have made career moves. And, you know, every time that happens, you're going to stop and go, well, what am I doing with my life? Should I be doing that too? Should I be, but don't do it because your friend's doing that. Never judge your journey by somebody else's. And yeah. that's, that's another great piece of advice that I've given and I give to people is never judge your journey by somebody else's because just because look at my former coworker who I admired so much, you know, I judged my journey by his, I'm like, he's doing great things. And then when I, at the end of the day, when I talked to him, he wasn't happy for eight of those years, you know, and and here I am thinking he had the best life ever. So never judge your journey by somebody else's. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's a great piece of advice to leave off on. And I, I will ask you if there's anything else that you might want to share. I think this, this episode is dedicated for seniors in general, just everything we've talked about, but also those um, art majors, um, film majors, other than us not feeling that pressure or, or even comparing ourselves as we both are, as we all are moving on to postgraduate and we're going to start seeing who gets what job or anything like that. Is there anything else that you would like to share as, as a piece of advice that maybe you wish you knew before you started? I think um, this is kind of a more, a more recent uh, piece of advice that I've learned and, and I've kind of, I, I think, I wish I would have heard myself years ago. Um, and I'm glad I'm finally hearing it now at the age of 30, but I am such a perfectionist in everything I do. I want to make the perfect this. I want every project I do to be perfect. I want every project I do to be well-received. I want every project I do to get accolades and awards and be the best it can possibly be. And I think a lot of people can kind of relate to that, especially people in this industry, you know, a creative industry, you're, you're very tied to your work. Right. Mm -hmm. And some of the best advice I, I just received was, you know, be tied to the process and not to the result. Right. Yeah. And it's, you got to learn that it's, it's okay to fail. It's okay to not get the job or the opportunity that of your dreams. It's okay you know, to do a project and it not be well received. The, the point is that you put your best into creating that project into the process and you didn't put your effort into what the outcome is going to be, because then that allows you to kind of, you know, remove yourself from the result if it's negative and move forward, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's something you, a lot of, it applies to every asset or every, you know, facet of life, right? Like, and especially for applying to jobs. I know how stressful it is. People get it in their mind. Like my friend, um, she just moved back to Philadelphia and she was searching for a job for months and it was taking her forever to find a job. And she was just so stressed and going through the process and getting to the final stage of an interview and then they give the job to somebody else. Yeah. The point was she invested herself in the process of the interview, you know, really giving her all in that process. And she didn't tie herself to the result of that. She didn't get the job and she said, okay, I did my best and that's all that matters. And I'm on to the next one. She didn't get hurt by it. She didn't let her ego get destroyed. She just said, this wasn't the right opportunity. The next opportunity might be. 
then again, invested herself in the process of that next job interview. So really, really, really try hard to invest yourself in the process and not tie yourself to the result. I think that that's advice that I wish I had heard years ago and advice that I'm going to keep in the back of my mind now because I yeah. still need it for my job today. So I think that's great advice for the creators, for everyone, everyone. A, 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 even in projects, school projects, you know, right. like, you know, if you're working on a student film, you know, invest yourself in the process and not the result of the student film. You, because if you let fear dictate your life, if you let fear, the fear of people not liking your project or the fear of people not receiving your film well, let's say, and you don't, and it's, that prevents you from making the film in the first place. Well, you'll never know what that result's going to be, you know? So don't invest, don't tie yourself to the result, tie yourself, invest, messing up my own quote here. Uh, <laughs> invest yourself in the process and don't tie yourself to the result. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to get. <laughs> Because sometimes if you do that, you'll let the fear of, you know, what the end result is stop, prevent you from even trying, trying. and yeah. you don't want that to happen. Yeah, of course. So. Well, great advice. Um, I'm taking it as I'm also job seeking that it's about yes. the journey, not the result. I have done everything in my power, just like every creator has. And, uh, and, and, and you can't, and again, you can't take it personally. Like exactly. if you don't get a job you can't take it personally. It has nothing to do with you as a person. It has nothing to do with your skills. It has nothing to do with your qualifications. It's sometimes it's just the luck of the draw. And, yeah. you know, the best thing you can do in that situation, if you are, you know, if you didn't get a job and you're, you felt like you should have gotten that job is reach out to that employer and say, just out of curiosity, what skills or things could I improve on that would have helped me get that job? Or, or did you feel like I was lacking in, in order to get the job? And sometimes they'll be very open with you and say, well, honestly, it was just this. And then you'll learn like, oh, it really wasn't anything about me. It was just this other factor. They hired internally, for example, or, yeah. you know, whatever. Or they'll give you really good feedback that will help you with the next process of getting a job. Absolutely. And I think that that's so critical and so important. Yeah. Absolutely. So I guess we can leave it off as uh, yes. Ah. I could keep talking for hours with ah, you. This is I great. Know we can, we both <laughs> yeah, that's the best part when when we have uh, people who are so so enthusiastic about sharing their story. I want to thank you for for that for yeah. being such an easy person to talk to and sharing you know your story, the advice you've learned. I think it'll be helpful. Every story is helpful for somebody. My my hope is that this podcast will reach out to somebody Same. that will really need it. Um, I agree. So thank you, Troy. And I, thank you. we will, we will share, um, you know, your social, we will tag you. If anyone is interested in reaching out to you, I believe you are a DSU mentor. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. And thank um, you. I hope that everyone is, um, finds this helpful and we will see you Um, well, we will hear you on next week's episode. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you once again for tuning in to today's episode of Beyond the Tassel. It is our pride to present the success stories of our DeSales alumni via a podcast. If you are a DeSales alumni and would like to become a DSU mentor, you can contact melanie.valone at desales.edu. And if you are currently a DeSales student and would like to connect with an alumni in your field, you can contact kathy.kraus at desales.edu. Until next time, Bulldogs.